Oh, the humanity. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is November 13th. 2020. This is episode 265, and today, Dark Days. That's right, folks, and this is me, your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast where we love Jesus, we love you, learning to love ourselves, and praying for our enemies, especially those surrounding Basil right now. Joe brought some friends with him. I Uh, know, it's getting crowded in here, (laughs) Gons. Kamala's there. Bill Gates is trying to cover your mouth, and uh, B.O. is there, too. He's scared. B.O. Oh, Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Obama. Okay, got it. Come on. Yeah, it's a whole up. crowd here. For those who are watching live, uh, the studio is uh, popping off today. If you're just listening audibly on a regular podcast format, that's okay. I'm going to tell these folks to keep it down. Uh, but we hope you enjoy anyways. Gons. What's new, man? Uh, not much. Little sleep as you know, normal little with a new baby. So uh, the little sleep, little sleep, little baby. Uh, big sister's doing well, and bigger sister is doing yeah. even better. And uh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Not much yeah, to say other got, than <laughs> waking up every two hours. A- <laughs> yeah, a little uh, what which was once a little baby is now basically an adult, right? Now she, what is she? 3, 4? Uh yeah, the yeah. There's a 3 and a half year old a mm-hmm. and and a 2 week old. So Wow. Or 3, I guess now wow. almost 3. How fun. Yeah. How fun is that? I know. Well, it doesn't matter who you are. Nobody's getting any sleep recently. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. No new news, really. I'm still uh, traveling uh, the cosmos, and so I have my nice still image here. I'm still on this different microphone, which I'm still getting used to, but so far, so good. And I can't think of anything exciting. I've t- kind of tuned out over the past couple days. Good. Uh, but it's it's nice to do the show because I get to check back in with reality here. Yeah. It's a big thing happened, I think, right after we finished our stream on Wednesday for Ooh. episode 264. Uh, YouTube mm-hmm. not, it didn't crash, but it, it kind of went down. Did you, did you hear yeah. about that? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of is. There's been some like internet, internet. It's the internet. Internet. <laughs> uh, the the interwebs have been having some uh, some glitches recently. Yeah, the- seen lots of graphs where major portions of the internet will uh, just disappear for a lot of people. Is that um, is that Trump just hitting the kill switch or what? Well, that's what I was mentioning, reminding people that on episode, I think it was 252, uh, titled mm-hmm. The Least Known Huxley, we covered that Trump, uh, Trump internet kill switch. Um, but uh, you know, who knows if it was that or not? We, we don't know much about it, but it wasn't just YouTube. The down detector was saying that it was a whole bunch of platforms going down. 
So um, yeah, and a lot of service providers too. Yeah, like not just YouTube as a as a you know platform. It was like uh, Spectrum and uh, Verizon. Like a bunch of the actual ISPs were down. Yeah, the hardware layer, which is sort of the last oh, no. layer that. Uh, oh no, we need our hardware guns. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> There's, the internet is nothing without hardware. Eh, debatable. If it's all in the ether, <laughs> what does it's it matter? It's all in the cloud, bro. It's all in the cloud. Who needs hardware anymore? Uh, the one thing that was interesting was that YouTube was doing a pretty big update. And, and yeah, so there, there was like an app update, but then I think people were not able to play videos. So like the app was working, the comments were working, but there wasn't anything <laughs> it just became a, a chat room. Yeah. I mean, people were hitting videos, but nothing was playing. And I think there huh. were the similar things were happening on other platforms as well. Uh, but you know, who knows? I mean, we're in this really interesting moment in time where the election results are being contested and there's a lot of, uh, finagling going on. I'll, I'll share one rumor here again. We're not going to, uh, dig too deep on all the election stuff because yeah, there's a lot of other folks doing it and I don't know how we can add too much to the conversation, but I will mention this tweet that went out. This is rumor, just head, head, heads up rumor, not, you know, rumor, not for sure. <laughs> uh, this is alpha Omega energy uh, tweeting this out. Breaking, breaking news. People on the ground in Germany report that S C Y T L. I don't know if that's, uh, I think it's a German company, but anyway, uh, hosting oh your election data improperly through Spain was raided by a large U.S. Army force, and their servers were seized in Frankfurt. Uh, Skittle, what? maybe it's Skittle. Skittle bankrupt report. And any further details you find, um, according to the U.S. Army. Again, these are just this is rumor, rumor tweet, tweet rumors. U.S. Army yeah, quote. Yeah, let me just read it and then you know we can just yeah. share our thoughts here. Something gross is coming. The Spanish software company Skittle, which sells election manipulation software worldwide that was used oh, in the great. USA, is on the verge what a of shit company. Yeah, it's on the verge of Fadenfruz. What's that in German? I don't know what that means in German. Somebody help me. Uh, the server Robin on the Fruz. manipulation was in Germany, a rogue who thinks evil. Uh, tonight, the U.S. Army confiscated the servers with huge mobilization. Vulcan Capital funded Skittle $40 million made by Bill Gates, Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen. Vulcan Capital was formed in 2003 and is headquartered in San blah, blah, blah. So you go down that rabbit trail, you can always you know, find the connection there. Skittle owns the servers that Dominion uses to store your voter fraud Whoa, data. What? So, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, here's a, and then there's a, a, a screenshot of the Skittle website and it's all in German. So I cannot decode it for you. Uh, but there you go. That's the latest rumor out there of what might be going down out so there their in the business, world. Their business is election fraud. I, I don't know. You know, who knows? Maybe it's like software integrity or something. They'll that. word it yeah. something, you know? But uh, that's what this tweet says. Again, I mean, I, I don't know German, so I couldn't tell you. But. Of, of course, when I type in uh, Skittle into Google, mm -hmm. the first suggested, the first suggested search is Skittle Soros. S C Y T L. So, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. S-C-Y-T-L. <laughs> All right. So maybe so, it's there we go. Soros's favorite candy. Interesting. Wow. And their big uh, headline on their website here is fact-checking regarding the U.S. elections, debunking fake news. Well, okay, Skittle. So you're saying the U.S. Army? Which army? Yeah, well, it says U.S. Army, so probably army. You know. Wow. <laughs> you know, army. Army. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking <laughs> wow, this up here. This is the, crazy. The oh, English. No, I did not see that. I got to look further into this. Well, that's uh, that's a pretty big deal. If if it is indeed true. Yeah, it would be a big deal. But again, who knows? This is the kind of stuff on the fringes. And yeah. this is apart from. We may never know the real story. Yeah, this is apart from the 234 page uh, um, affidavit that was published, for example, and I think in Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, sworn affidavits. So these people are you know, putting their reputation and their freedom basically on the line to uh, report what they saw when it comes to election meddling. Um, I think in the documents, it was a PDF that was published. It, there, were, there was a bunch of handwritten notes, but some of the notes said like they saw people uh, take votes and run it through the machine, like the same thousand ballots, you know, multiple times right. and stuff like that. So, you know, that that's a little more tangible because it's in court. Uh, this stuff is on Twitter. So again, if it's true, Whoa, but Whoa. also can't really be, sh- you know, for sure. That's, I guess, the, yeah. the latest so, when it comes to. So I did a little search here and uh, I found a few results. Yeah, Interesting, though. So this was tweeted by Louis Gohmert. Is that the, is that the same tweet you have? No, I, I, mine's from Alpha Omega Energy Coin, AOE okay. Coin. Yeah. Oh, Coin. Nice little cryptocurrency there. Um, uh, I found a version from Louis Gohmert. Uh, but the strange thing about it, uh, as it's quoted on this site, uh, tiger, tigerdroppings.com. I have no idea what this is, but it says it's tweeted by Re- representative Louis Gomert, but it is kind of a weird twist. It says, okay, hold on. At rep Louis Gomert reveals U S army parenthetical CIA. <laughs> That's not quite how that works, <laughs> but okay. Uh, team raid on Skittle server facility in Frankfurt, Germany to recover extremely compelling data. Huh. Okay. Well, I have no idea. Oh, let's follow the link. Um, but that's very interesting. Okay. We got to look into that. Yep. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, throwing it out there. Let the. Oh, there's a video. Uh oh. Okay, we'll look into that later. Um, so there you go. Some big news. Things just keep getting crazier, Gonzo. Yep, we're entering the dark winter, and that that was part of it. Uh, the connecting it to the whole internet outage, and there was a brief outage this morning on YouTube as well, at least on my end. Mm. But um, I wonder if it's all connected. You know, it's this invisible war that we're in. Couldn't we, be. Yeah. Couldn't be connected. That's a coincidence. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I think speaking of coincidences, Gons, shall we get into the Flippy Update? Flippy Update. Do you want fries with that? 
Hokey it's the Flippy Update, folks. And if you don't know, if this is uh, maybe your first time listening to the show, the Flippy is our colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use uh, talking about Flippy as sort of a proxy conversation to explore how robotics and AI are taking over the world and uh, what we can do about it and this one guns is coming from reuters.com the article is titled ada a-i-d-a ada the humanoid robot artist gears up for first solo exhibition now this is uh actually from last year but i thought it was uh, important to talk about guns and i'll get into it in a second uh, we're coming from Oxford, England. Wearing a white blouse and her dark hair hanging loose, Ada looks like any artist at work as she studies her subjects and puts pencil to paper. But the beeping from her bionic arm gives her away. Ada is a robot. Described as, quote, the first uh, the world's first ultra-realistic AI humanoid robot artist, Ada opens her first solo exhibition of eight drawings, 20 paintings, four sculptures, and two video works next week, bringing, quote, a new voice to the art world. Her British inventor and gallery owner, Aidan Meller, says, quote, the technological voice is the important one to focus on because it affects... Everybody, he told Reuters at a preview. What? Okay. Quote, we've got a very clear message. We want to explore the uses and abuses of AI today because this next decade is coming in dramatically and we're concerned about that and we want to have ethical considerations in all of that. Sort of a rambling translation, I think, from the original German, but that's okay. Named after Brit... Wait. German, no, British, who knows what this guy's saying. Named after British mathematician and computer pioneer Ada Lovelace, Ada can draw from sight thanks to cameras in her eyeballs and AI algorithms created by scientists at the University of Oxford that help produce coordinates for her arm to create art. She uses a pencil or pen for sketches, but the plans uh, the plan is for Ada to paint and create pottery. Oh, good. We're really <laughs> looking forward to the future of art, pottery. Her paint works now are printed onto canvas with a human painting over. Quote, from those coordinates from the drawing, we've been able to take that into an uh, algorithm that is then able to put to able to output it through a Cartesian graph that then produces a final image, Miller said. Quote, it's a really exciting process, never been done before in the way that we've done it. We don't know exactly how the drawings are going to turn out, and that's really important. It's really important to not have any clue what's going to happen. She's an artist. I know. That's the whole thing with these artists. They're, uh, <laughs> you never know what they're going to do next. On show at the Unsecured Futures exhibition are drawings paying tribute to Lovelace and mathematicians Alan Turing, abstract paintings of trees, sculptures based on Ada's drawings of a bee, and video works. Sculptures based on Ada's drawing of a bee. So she draws a bee and then sculpts it. 
Uh, one of which, quote, privacy pays homage to Yoko Ono's 1965 cut piece. No. Oh, no. Yoko. Ada, whose constant, uh, construction was completed in April, was uh, has already seen her art snapped up. Quote, it's a sold-out show with over a million pounds worth of artwork sold, Miller said. The exhibition, which opens on June 12th at the Barn Gallery at St. John's College, looks at the boundaries between technology, AI, and organic life. Asked by Miller about, quote, all the AI going on at the moment, <laughs> all that AI is- going on. <laughs> Hey, guys, check out all that AI happening. Tell us about all the AI going on at the moment. Ada, who has pre-programmed speech, thank you, replied, quote, new technologies bring the potential for good and evil. It is a great responsibility to try to curb excesses of negative use, something that we all must consider. And that's really the end of it there. This did happen last year, and apparently they sold a bunch of this robot's art. The thing that really stuck out to me, Gons, was uh, they are so stoked on Ada's ultra-realistic appearance. You know, as we know, Flippy, uh, originally a burger-flipping robot, is just a robotic arm. And in this case, they... Uh, put a robotic one one single robotic arm on a quote unquote ultra realistic looking body um and one thing that kind of stuck out to me and the thing that really kind of triggered me on this whole story uh it wasn't in this article but it was, was stated on the on her wiki was the realisticness of her face and her body i guess uh, is thanks to a technology called Mesmer. Mm-hmm. Do you, does this ring any bells for you? You know, uh, not specifically the Mesmer, but uh, is, is that where we get the word mesmerized? Yes, it's Franz Mesmer, ah. who was uh, kind of, he was like a new agey guy, and he came up with the idea of animal magnetism. Um, he's also kind of like mixed in with panpsychism and stuff like this, this sort of like new agey spiritualist guy from the 1700s, and is kind of responsible for. Uh, well, animal magnetism is kind of the thing he's most known for, but uh, his his work is all tied up in the methods of hypnosis and, yes, mesmerizing and this idea that there's like this animalistic energy that can be uh, harnessed to do spiritual stuff or whatever. Um, and I thought that was just an interesting connection with this artist robot where it's not just about the art, it's about the fact that the robot looks like a human being creating art. And I thought it kind of just had some weird philosophical uh, connections to, again, we're talking about robotics and how exactly they fit into our lives and this obsession with crossing the uncanny valley and how, you know, we talked a couple episodes uh, ago about the the philosophy of the gaze, you know, mm-hmm. and how uh, when you perceive that you are being seen by something, it uh, gi- allegedly gives you your own uh, conscious idea of existing, 
I don't want to get too crazy on you, but we are talking about Mesmer here. And uh, so having an artist, whether it be a robot or a human being, uh, take human form actually may have some pretty impactful uh, effects on how we humans will accept this uh, robot into our lives. And you know what's interesting about the the physical form this robot takes? It kind of reminds me of a young uh, Marina Abramovich. Do you see that? Oh, maybe. I mean, maybe, kind of, maybe. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. If you're going to create a, a mesmerizing artist robot, you know, basing it off of a younger version of arguably the world's uh, current most famous artist and occult enthusiast, uh, that might be a good way to get the mind control going. Yeah. The one thing that jumped out at me when you were reading the article, I think we might have reported on this last year. Maybe I think the Ada thing sort of rung a bell. And then the mention of uh, Ada Lovelace, Mm -hmm. who was considered the first computer programmer. Uh, Oh, that's interesting. She lived for 36 years in the early 1800s. It's it's basically the name, you know, the Cardano cryptocurrency. The ticker symbol for Cardano is Ada in homage to uh, uh, Ada Lovelace. And um, Ada Lovelace was actually the only child of Lord Byron, you know, the the British uh, romantic writer. (laughs) Yes, of course. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) of course. Romance. (laughs) Robots. Romance. So this idea has been around probably longer than people would like to think. But we live in that new age where we're able to actually, I don't know, create art based on robot artists. I mean, it really, the thing that really gets me is they're just obsessed with, again, you could just make a ro- a disembodied robot arm make the art, but it's about this presentation uh, that's supposed to sort of mesmerize you into yeah. uh, having some sort of feeling towards the robot. Well, the other part that's troubling is that this artist robot, Ada, uh, already mm. got what a million pounds worth of artwork done. And yeah. Do you know how many just... struggling artists are out there that are real humans? <laughs> I mean, that if alone, only you were a robot. You could make some money as an artist. That, that alone should create some kind of Terran uprising, you know, yeah. down with the well, artist robots. Cause you know, the human art is what we want to see. Not robot art. Totally. Well, it's got this weird connection too, with just like, industrialism and capitalism yeah, yeah where an artist will sit there and you know and practice for their entire lifetime to try to sell art but then an engineer can come along and build <laughs> basically an art factory you know build a little machine that can just pump out as much art as possible and it's it's like more of a, a sort of it's a publicity stunt in a way. Uh, it's just more of like a, a an engineering feat where now you're selling art not as an expression of human creativity, but as a result of, uh, you know, the, the fourth industrial age, <laughs> uh, mass manufacturing, just visual artifacts. You're, I don't know. It's very insulting to artists. You're not thinking like a transhumanist, though, Basil. This is ah, the, it. the robot itself as a creation by man is the art form. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you're you're purchasing uh the byproduct of art. It's in meta. This case. It's super that meta. Is so meta. <laughs> I need to take a break now. <laughs> well good. That's uh so that's a good flippy update, and there's a whole bunch of updates that I want to bring to you as well. We interrupt this broadcast to give you a brief update. By the end of this timely interruption, you will be thoroughly updated. Thirty-three is the number of completion of the great war. Every episode, we seem to be seeing the number 33 all over the place, mm-hmm. especially related to the Ronas. This is WBRC.com. 33 COVID deaths reported in Jefferson County Thursday. Data b- uh, backlog to blame. So, okay. Uh, mm. There was a data backlog. Uh, another grim <laughs> statistic in the COVID-19 pandemic. 33 people reported dead on Wednesday in Jefferson yeah. County because of the virus. 33 is a staggering number for one day, but the health department says that is backlog data that is just starting to come in. Mm. So somehow this is a big problem with, uh, you know, sometimes it it happened in Texas a while ago. We talked about it when it happened, but it was like suddenly 5,000 cases in one day. Yeah. Then they went back and looked at it. It's like, oh no, that's like three weeks of cases that just didn't get reported until one day. And the problem is even when those mistakes are made, it's reported as if it's true. And then they forget to report that it was a glitch. Um, But of course, as we see all the time, they just cannot help themselves, but report it when it gets to 33, especially 33 for some reason. Um, the next couple stories I found very fascinating. This first one is from baynews9.com. Deputies rescue 33 people from floodwaters in Peneus Beach neighborhoods. This is Florida. Hmm. And uh, so the storm down there, hope everyone's safe. Um, yeah, 33 people being rescued from floodwaters. And, Interesting. Uh, yes, but, but, but here's what's weird. This is WBTV.com. Five people missing, 33 rescued from floodwaters in North Carolina campground. Whoa. So there's two separate two floods. floods. Both that had 33 people saved. Very strange. What a coincidence. And these just <laughs> happened recently? These uh, were in yesterday. the past day? Yesterday? Yeah, I think so. November 12th and November 12th. Yep. That's interesting. Wow. What a coincidence. Two different floods with exactly 33 people being saved in each case. I mean, there's what could this possibly mean? All kinds of uh, they're, they're always going to have these biblical uh, soft biblical references, you know? Oh, we saved mm. people from the flood. Get it? You know, ah, the flood yes. as yes. in the days of Noah. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. Wow. So signal that 33 Cody, rescued. Cody in the uh, Twitch chat said uh, uh, they are in South Carolina mm-hmm. and they're very skeptical. Says the rain wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's it targeted. Was bad for 33 people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the five missing. Hopefully they find the five missing. So, it, the, you know, it's 38 people rescued and it's not a story. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. One more 33 update. This came across my feed here because uh, of some of the key terms that I keep track of. I don't know why. Soap refill. Basil scent. 33 ounces. (laughs) What? It's just on Amazon. I don't know. Mr. Meyer's clean day store. 
has soap <laughs> refills, basil scent, basil scent, 33 ounces. Wow. That is fun. Yeah. I got to take a screenshot of that. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what not they sure must what listen to the show and what just does it mean they wanted free advertising for their cleaning uh, supply there. Yeah. So they, uh, they want no, for- to put this in Basil's bunker. <laughs> you should. Um, you know, what's weird. The weirdest thing about this is, you know, when usually, usually when things are sold, they're done in like standard measurements, you yeah. know, there's 12 ounces, maybe you get lucky and you get a 20 ounce, 16 ounce, 32 ounce is even very common. I've never seen anything sold in 33 <laughs> fluid ounces. It is very strange, highly skeptical wow. of the whole thing. And uh, the other thing to be skeptical of here, your dino call, you know, your dinosaur uh, call here. Oh. <laughs> well, apparently it brought him out. This what? is uh, in, <laughs> in Florida. Humongous gator caught on camera. People oh, saying, I people calling it a this. dinosaur. This thing is I humongous. I did see this. Dude, the thing's as big as a horse. <laughs> It's huge. Did you, I mean, did you, did you ever get uh, like the official measurements on that thing? I didn't. I, I, I only saw the pictures, but yeah, Dude, it's gotta it be could easily be a horse. It looks like the size of a horse. It's crazy. Well, bigger than longer than a horse for sure. That tail is, must be longer. Yeah. 10 feet by itself. Uh, yeah. It's probably, I don't know. Probably a thousand as tall pounds. as a mini horse. Yeah. Yeah. At least, well, definitely as tall as a mini horse, pro- maybe big. taller. Kind of looks like nine hands, I'd say, for uh, for those uh, horse people out there. Maybe like a pony sized. Yeah. Well, I think you woke up the dinosaurs. I did. The call <laughs> worked. <your> call. <laughs> Arise, reptilians. And for those of you who don't know, Basil did a Jurassic Park dinosaur impression a few episodes ago, which did. was turned into a, a musical piece. By yeah, a producer a months ago now, you know, and I don't know if we ever mentioned it, but uh, somebody, some super fan on our YouTube pointed out uh, what episode was it? Was it the, the sound light episode? Sound, sound episode. episode. Yeah. Okay. On Canary Cry Radio, our other show, uh, we did an episode on sound, uh, exploring all the weird and quirky things about sound uh, in relation to sort of the Canary Cry worldview. And apparently, I don't remember doing this, but apparently I did a wonderful impression of a TIE fighter from Star Wars. Yeah. And uh, some super fan pointed it out. My dinosaur impression sounds uh, Eerily exactly similar. like my TIE fighter sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Definitely uh, comes from the same batch, the same part yeah. of the brain. Yeah, it's true. Go check out. Uh, that's a great episode. I forgot about fun. those those episodes that we used to do. It's the sound episode on Canary Cry Radio. Go to your podcatcher, search Canary Cry Radio, and uh, check out the sound episode. We should be maybe not reposting on the RSS, but we need to post those on social so yeah. people remember. Yeah, we, we did a lot of, uh, or at least I did, a lot of uh, editing on a lot, some of those episodes in the past. Oh, yeah. So they are uh, knowing that they would hopefully last, you know, longer than some of evergreen, the, uh, baby, evergreen material. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple more updates here. The, the last three updates I, I have are all from CNBC. So, you know, it's good. Oh yeah. This first one, 
is uh, our good friend, Daddy Fauci. Science is truth. Which is not a scientific statement, but he's back. CNBC.com. Fauci says U.S. has independent spirit, but now is the time to, quote, do what you're told. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's pretty intense. Wow. Fauci. That is intense. That's that makes me very uncomfortable, Fauci. It's like, I know, you know, America, we're very independent. We've literally fought wars to do what we want to do, but stop doing that. Go against your essential nature, America, and obey, obey. Here's the full quote. Uh, he says, I was talking with my UK colleagues who are saying the UK is similar to where we are now because each of our countries have that independent spirit. Really? You're comparing <laughs> the UK's independent spirit with the US? All right. Uh, I mean, it's pretty ironic that, that he's talking to somebody from the U- UK. I know. I, hey, I love my our UK listeners. I do too. It's kind of like, hey, America, we know you, quote unquote, fought for your independence from us, but you need to cool it out. We get it. <laughs> a couple you're hundred not, years later. You're not a teenager anymore. <laughs> Just submit. Submit to the queen. Uh, yeah, so he says um, the the UK is similar to where we are now because each of our countries have that independent spirit. I can understand that, but now is the time to do what you're told. Fauci <laughs> noted that scientists have been perceived throughout this pandemic as authoritarian by members of the public. Gee, I mm-hmm. wonder why. Yeah. Because of the steps taken to combat the virus, he noted that it's unfortunate that science, quote, has been lumped into politics. Uh, okay. Uh, is it? <laughs> is <laughs> really? it unfortunate? In a divisive society, he said, people, uh, people's willingness to follow the advice of scientists have often been portrayed uh, a political decision. Surveys have found that Democrats are more likely than Republicans to view COVID-19 as a major threat to public health. I like how they're like, oh, it's this horrible thing to politicize. And then they like spit out a political uh, tally survey. Uh, quote, you know what's funny? The, the sort of, uh, you know, the wonderful sort of beautiful thing about the United States, especially back when it was a new concept, the separation between church and state. I think it's about time we have a separation between science and state. Mm. Ooh, yeah. how much more could I upset the mainstream? <laughs> yeah, that's a canceled canceled material i mean it's been a thing since that i mean it's probably been there for the whole time if you want to look at uh science as sort of the uh, or scientism if you will the connection to the occult and you know alchemy in the past uh but more so in recent times in the 1900s i think it really came to a head with the technocracy inc movement i think it started in the 20s where basically the scientists and technologists were like we should run government and it didn't right. catch any traction then, but now, I mean, it's the same plot. It's, you know, it's basically, Hey, listen to the, the scientists and technologists cause they know what's best for us. And uh, so, yeah, if you know history, then there's nothing new under the sun here. Um, yeah. But he says all of a sudden science get caught in a lot of, di- a lot of this divisiveness as if Fauci hasn't caused any any division and divisiveness. No, he's totally uh, a, a, a someone we can all get behind and agree with. <laughs> yeah, um, but 
I mean, yeah, this is, I mean, I don't know. Fauci, uh, we've talked about the scientific dictatorship on the move and how it's been creeping in and it's just hit the mainstream this year. That's all it is. They really just upgrade or up, uh, up the public face of it. So I don't see any, yeah. and, and the, the thing to keep in mind within the scientific community itself, there's never like a hard consensus of, of whatever's going on. There's always somebody crunching the data and finding out problems with the way certain reports have been made and, uh, you know, peer reviewing things. There's, there's a constant, uh, change or update taking place within the scientific community as well. So mm-hmm. to suggest that you have to listen to the scientists because we have it all figured out. Well, you can argue that Nazi Germany and Hitler based all of his political movements on science of eugenics, which was the cutting edge science of the time. So, you know, uh, this idea that science is truth again, not a scientific statement it is a philosophical one and people are confusing the two. And, yeah. uh, yeah. Well, and I'm reminded uh, from the chat here, of course, Eisenhower warning us against the military industrial complex, uh, what is a you know, famous sort of uh, quote there. But Eisenhower also less famously warned against government controlled science. Right. Yeah. So that's thanks, true. Ike. Uh, I like the little scrolling thing at the top here. Trump talking about the coronavirus vaccine update and first remarks since losing the election. He hasn't <laughs> oh, lost geez. the election yet, but my goodness, CNBC. Uh, well, if the media says it, it must be true. Yeah, the media is, is the media is truth. Science is truth. So there's <laughs> our quick daddy Fauci update. Uh, we have a couple hairy legs. Biden updates here. Got hairy okay. legs. Got, Got hairy legs. This first one, Biden, COVID advisor, says U.S. lockdown of four to six weeks could control pandemic and revive economy. Uh, Sure. Yeah. I mean, what else could revive the economy besides shutting it down completely for no reason? (laughs) I mean, that sounds like a great plan. That sounds like a Biden plan if I've ever heard one. You know, the thing. Come on, man. Let's shut it down. We'll fix it. If you want the... If you want the economy to be revived, you just got to bury it six feet under for a few weeks. Yeah. So this is a a quote by Dr. Michael Osterholm, who's a coronavirus advisor to president elect and they Mm -hmm. say president elect, but you know, not yet Joe Mm -hmm. Biden. And uh, I thought I had a couple paragraphs highlighted here. Oh, he wrote a quote. Uh, the problem with the March to May lockdown was that it was not uniformly stringent across the country. For example, mm. Minnesota deemed 78% of its workers essential. Oh, the, oh, the humanity, <laughs> 78% of workers essential uh, nonsense. Jeez, that's horrible. <laughs> Keep those nurses at home. Nonsense quote to be effective. The lockdown has to be as comprehensive and strict as possible. Oh. Yeah, because it's obviously worked around the globe. That's, Nobody else, everybody else has completely killed coronavirus. Or the pancake, whatever you believe we're on. Doesn't uh, really, everyone's forgotten about the shape because we're- You caught me again. You caught me again. Uh, on the current trajectory, Osterholm says the U.S. is headed for dark days. Mm. Name of the episode. Before a vaccine becomes available. So uh, again, it's, it, they do seem to have- uh, 
become more bold in their language with a lot of this stuff. You know, Fauci saying, you know, time to listen. You know, it's like yeah. old grandpa, grand, grandpa Fauci telling you what to do. <laughs> and then now this guy saying he's got to shut down the economy. Um, basically, his idea is to shut it down and give out you know, basically getting the handouts, you know, and so people have uh, money during the lockdown and that'll save the economy. I don't understand how that works at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make any sense here. Let's print more money and give it to you for free and uh, shut everything down so we can revive the economy. I mean, it works for the banks, you know, <laughs> does they get the free money and they seem to be doing great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the big corporations too. I think there was another airline that got bailed out recently. So, Oh, great. Love it. And one more hairy legs, Biden, uh, update. Got hairy legs. Got the job. Biden speaks with Pope Francis, the latest world leader, to acknowledge the new president elect. Oh my gosh. Yep. So there you go. The proof he's a reptilian. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think this surprises anybody. No, but uh, let's see. He got a blessing and congratulations. And then uh, Biden, it says he. He'll become the second Roman Catholic president 60 years after Democrat John F. Kennedy became the first num- member of the faith to hold the office. Mm-hmm. Really? They're they're. I mean, yeah. Okay. He might've been a, anyway. I, it's just kind of weird to me that <laughs> they're know, calling him weird. a Catholic. Um, and um, he cited a, uh, uh, what was it? A Catholic hymn that uh, has, uh, it's based on Psalm 91 and it's often said at Catholic funerals. Hmm. And no. he said, it's part of it uh, is, and he raised, uh, he will raise you up on Eagle's wings, bear you on the breath of dawn, make you shine like the sun and Ooh. hold you in the palm of his hand. Biden said, uh, talking to people, you know, that lost family with the pandemic and everything. So yeah. Uh, dark winter, everybody. Yeah, Welcome to the dark winter. Is. <laughs> he certainly is pointing out just how dark his winter is here. Yeah. Let me, let me address the public. Uh, uh, after the Pope gives me his blessing with uh, yeah. a, a, a hymn that's recited at funerals, a real moment of hope, <laughs> Pope hope. All right. That's all the updates I have for now. All right. Well, sounds good. Uh, I think we should jump in with some Chinese news. Welcome to Chinese Okay, this first one is coming from ibtimes.com. Uh, wow, there are a lot of ads on this website. Oh, my gosh. Not Get for me. This is Good crazy. Job blockers. I know I'm on a different computer here, and I need more ad blockers. Uh, the headline is titled, Trump bans investment in firms that aid China's military. What a reasonable thing to do. The article uh, reads like this. U.S. President Donald Trump has signed an executive order banning Americans from investing in Chinese firms deemed to be supplying or supporting Beijing's military and security apparatus, warning a sharp rebuke, earning a sharp rebuke from China. The order listed 31 companies. Oh, so close. 
Uh, 31 companies Thursday, it said China was using for the, quote, increasing exploitation of the U.S. investment capital to fund military and intelligence intelligence services, including the development and deployment of weapons of mass destruction. What? Again. Wow. What a reasonable thing to do. <laughs> hey, American businessmen, don't fund weapons of mass destruction in China. U.S.-China relations have deteriorated sharply during the pre- Trump's presidency, and this was the latest in a series of executive orders on re- regulatory actions that have targeted China's economic and military expansion. On Friday, Beijing lashed out at the U.S. for, quote, abusing state power to arbitrarily oppress Chinese companies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Talking about calling the kettle black here. Yeah, Saying the move, quote, severely undermines trade and investment cooperations between both countries. It's always in con they always frame it as like, oh, it's bad for our negotiation, our peaceful conversations. But yeah. yeah. Keep paying for our world dominating power, America. Don't be racist. <laughs> Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin told a regular press briefing that the U.S. should, quote, stop its wrong behavior. A regular press briefing. Is that like a specific phrase for something? I think it just means they do it on a schedule, right. you know. Because I thought they were like, you know, they're comparing it to Trump press briefings, which are not <laughs> totally. regular. So This is not a Trump one. This is regular. <laughs> Uh, quote, this measure not only severely harms the legitimate rights and interests of Chinese companies, it also hurts the interest of international investors, including those from the U.S., Wang said. I think specifically, <laughs> it, it hurts the interest of international investors, including those from the U.S. It is specifically about those in the U.S. Anyways, yeah. under his America First banner, Trump has portrayed China as the greatest threat to the United States and global democracy. Pursued by uh, pursued a trade war with it, harangued Chinese tech firms, Jeez. and laid all the blame for the coronavirus pandemic at Beijing's door. Wow, IB Times, they just really love China. Thursday's order prohibits U.S. companies and individuals owning shares in any of the listed companies, which include major telecommunications, construction and technology firms such as China Mobile, China Telecom, video surveillance firm Hikvision, and China Railway Construction Corp. Current investors will have a year to divest from the Beijing-linked companies, according to the order. You know what's funny about this? This directly affects uh, Biden investments. It does. Is directly taking away from the Biden family's main investments in China. News of the move, which will come to effect on January 11th, reverberated on the stock market in Hong Kong Friday. Shares in state-owned China Telecom dropped nearly 8%. China Mobile fell 5%. And China Railway Construction Corp. lost more than 4%. That just shows how much American investment is in (laughs) these Chinese companies. Yeah. yeah, plus it, it kind of speaks to the uh, how 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 much faith the people that do own stocks in these companies have in Biden. You know, it's like totally. they, if Biden really is the winner here and he's really going to take office, 
You know, people yeah. be they would be like, they hey, be buy it up. Worried. Yeah, they shouldn't be worried. Know? They should buy the dip. Yeah, exactly. If these yeah, if these major investors really believe that Biden is going to win, there's no reason to get out of these positions. National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien Robert O'Brien said the order would prevent Americans from unknowingly providing massive capital to the Chinese companies. Passive. Passive. Sorry. That's interesting. National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien said the order would prevent Americans from unknowingly providing passive capital to Chinese companies. Why would it be unknowing? Are you accidentally investing in these Chinese companies? Wait, wait. Perhaps Hickvision, uh, you might be, you know, taken off. Oh, it's a Chinese company. But uh, if you're investing in China Mobile, China Telecom, and China Rail- <laughs> Railway Construction Corp, and then they tell you, oh. hey, you're funding Chinese companies, and you go, oh, what? what? Oh, what you- I unknowingly <laughs> thought that China Telecom was – I didn't know that was Chinese. Uh, anyways, unknowingly providing passive capital to these Chinese companies listed on exchanges around the world that support the improvement of Beijing's army and spy agencies. He said the companies include – Included on the list, quote, routinely target American citizens and businesses through cyber operations, as well as its economy and military. O'Brien also lashed out at Beijing over its removal of four pro-democracy lawmakers in Hong Kong this week, calling the city's one country, two systems government a fig leaf, masking China's increasingly authoritarian grip on the financial hub. Since media called the presidential race six days ago, I love that. Since media, media called, called the presidential race. At least not, it's an accurate not statement. Congress. Yeah, this is actually a very honest part of the article here. I mean, so far, I think the article is honest. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, since media called the presidential race six days ago, Trump has not conceded to President-elect Joe Biden as is traditional once a winner is projected. Projected. Oh, my gosh. Listen to that. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that just shows the tradition of American presidents' concessions when the media projects a winner, not even an official, you know, Congress certified presidential win. Just if the media says it. The president's supposed to concede. Give it up, president. With COVID-19 cases shattering records across the country and states imposing new restrictions in a push to contain them, Trump seems to have all but shelved normal presidential duties. (laughs) What? I know. Leaving his final policy moves on China increasingly unpredictable. Despite the administration's tough words on China, analysts expect Biden to renew American leadership on human rights and to more tightly squeeze Beijing on trade and security than his predecessor. Oh, God forbid. Analysts expect Biden to renew American leadership on human rights. How is Trump being hard on China not been directly related to enforcing human rights? That's been explicitly the reason why he has done some of the tough moves on China. My gosh. On the campaign trail, the former vice president was outspoken about Beijing's right record. Wow. And Chinese President Xi Jinping's rhetoric that threatens to deepen tensions upon his arrival in the Oval Office in January. Quote, this is a guy who doesn't have a Democratic with a small D 
<laughs> bone in his body. What? What does that mean? <laughs> this, I mean, <laughs> obvious. Uh, you know what it is <laughs> in poor taste jokes aside this is a guy who doesn't have a democratic with a small d bone in his body he said in democratic primary debate in february this is a guy who is a thug now listen a lot to that. Of people the thugs. past the past two uh paragraphs of this are sort of uh praising vice president uh, former vice president biden for planning on going easier on China and yet is trying to make a case that Biden has a problem with China. This is weird double speak, uh, mind twisting, uh, analysis of Biden's attitude on China. But I digress. Nearly a week after the election was called for Biden, Beijing finally issued a message of congratulations to the president-elect on Friday with Wang saying China would, quote, respect the choice of the American people. We express our congratulations to Mr. Biden uh, and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Wang said China understood, quote, the result of the U.S. election will be determined in accordance with U.S. laws and procedures. Well, well, that's good to know. <laughs> so I don't know. There you go. It's just such a twisty, turvy, topsy-turvy uh, explanation. They're like, well, Trump uh, doesn't want to fund the Chinese military and spy organizations, so he's bad. But Biden also doesn't want to do this, but yet he will. And so he's good. You know, the, what are you saying to me? <laughs> I think the comment about uh, Xi being a thug from Biden yeah. is sort of a number one, it's a PR stunt. You want to appeal, uh, this was back in February. So you want to mm -hmm. appeal to uh, Republicans who voted for Trump on that issue. Mm -hmm. so, uh, but secondly, it might be also a hey, Xi, uh, why didn't you protect me better with my, totally. my son? You know, Absolutely. Uh, all the stuff. Cause I think the, the Biden's or the Hunter Biden stuff was already known in the intelligence community at the end of last year. So it would make sense that, uh, Joe would yeah, go they, out there. They knew about the laptop back in last November, right. a whole year ago. Right. So it would make sense that Joe would get ahead of it and be like, Hey, Beijing did it, you know, or at least in a, uh, a PR kind of way to suggest that like you, you didn't do enough to protect my, my uh, my son's integrity and all that, you know, whatever. Right. So it's a, it's right. an interesting. You're right. It's a twist and turn type of thing. Um, I mean, it really is like a weirdly purposeful sort of. I don't know. It's got this sort of like incantational, again, mesmerizing quality to this labyrinthian uh, uh, explanation of Biden's feelings on China. Yeah, the actual executive order is very interesting to read. Uh, of course, it reads like an executive order, so it's always a little bit uh, hard to understand sometimes. But uh, it says um, uh, he calls the uh, Chinese. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. I therefore further find that the PRC, the People Republic of China's military industrial complex, he uses that phrase. Right. Which is, uh, you know, it's. Uh, it's a presidential thing to say, especially anti-American. Uh, mm -hmm. But I thought it was interesting that he actually used that phrase in the in the EO. And yeah, it's just uh, you can't hold the uh, securities and derivatives that would uh, 
yeah, fund help yeah. fund the don't fund a foreign uh, aggressive military and intelligence apparatus. Yeah, what a concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, we uh, also have the official WhiteHouse.gov uh, release about this. Did you want to go through this? Well, that's what I was talking about. The actual oh, executive right. order mentions the PRC, the People's Republic of China, and mentions Trump mentions it as military industrial complex. Oh, totally. By directly supporting the efforts of the PRC's military intelligence and other security apparatuses constitutes an unusual and extraordinary threat, which has its source in substantial part outside the U.S. to the national security, foreign policy, and economy of the U.S. Uh, To protect the United States homeland and the American people, I hereby declare a national emergency with respect to this threat. And yeah, goes into the what's prohibited, what's allowed. There's still some things that are allowed which I thought was interesting. Uh, we don't have to go through it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's, there's not loopholes per se, but there's are, there are some exceptions where you, you're permitted to do, to hold certain things uh, if you're an investor. Uh, so it's not like a blanket thing, but you it's know enough what I to love about cause this? damage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the, um, Again, looking at the actual executive order on whitehouse.gov, section six, general provisions, A, nothing in this order shall be construed to impair or otherwise affect the authority granted by law to an executive department or agency or head thereof, the functions of the director of the office of management and budget relating to budgetary administrative or uh, legislative proposals. This order shall be implemented consistent with applicable law and subject to the availability of appropriations. This order is not intended to, and does not create any right or benefit substantive or procedural enforceable at law or in equity by any party against the United States, its departments, agencies, or entities, its officers, employees, or agents, or any other persons. So it sounds like this doesn't apply to politicians. Right. I think this is, uh, that's what the loopholes kind of were. Yeah. Well, it's the classic loophole of, Hey, insider trading is incredibly illegal, except if you're in Congress. Uh, I don't know. I, I would need a, I would need a little bit more sort of analysis from a professional on that, but it sounds shady to me. Yeah, yeah. He's, I'm sure he's always leaving a little bit for the. Uh, well, you got to do it. You can't, you can't anger your uh, rich buddies in Congress. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, some updates on a couple of episodes now on China and yeah. the moves that are being made. But uh, well, that's good because we didn't really pay attention to China for a little while there, but a lot of stuff's been happening. You know, because we, uh, it's Trump's new age. We will launch a new age. Woo! New age, buddy. Uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> new age, I guess, sort of <laughs> creepy new age. Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, gosh. Yeah, oh, speaking yes. of something we haven't heard about in a while. Yep. This is independent.co.uk. No action against prosecutors who made Epstein deal, Justice Department says. Hmm. Uh, lawyer guilty, lawyers guilty of, quote, poor judgment, not crime, DOJ decides. And it says here, a Justice Department investigation has ended with no action being taken against prosecutors who cut a deal with Jeffrey Epstein. The department decided that federal prosecutors who agree to 
who agreed a controversial 2008 non-prosecution with Epstein were guilty of, quote, poor judgment, but had not broken the law. Quote, letting a well-connected billionaire get away with child rape and international sex trafficking isn't poor judgment. It is a disgusting failure, said Republican Senator Ben, uh, ben Sass. Americans ought to be enraged. Epstein, a former friend of Donald Trump. <laughs> they always start with that, right? I know. A former perfect. friend of Donald Trump, Bill they don't Clinton. don't mention. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yep. And Prince Andrew was Ooh. investigated after allegations he had abused dozens of teen girls at his mansion in the early 2000s. He eventually ple- pleaded guilty to state charges involving a, a single victim and spent 13 months in prison, leaving daily for work release. And, uh, interesting. He pl- uh, his plea deal ended a federal sex crimes investigation for which he could have received as much uh, a much longer custodial sentence. Epstein died by suicide, allegedly, inside a New York federal prison while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. The Justice Department has not yet issued a statement on the finding, uh, findings of its investigation. Epstein's longtime girlfriend and confidant, British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell, was arrested in New Hampshire earlier this year by the FBI. Miss Maxwell faces charges that include transporting a minor for the purposes of criminal sexual activity and conspiring to entice, entice minors to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. She has denied the, all allegations against her, and her trial is scheduled for July 2021. Miss Maxwell fought Which to is keep. Crazy. I know. This is, we're still waiting. Miss Maxwell fought to keep private a 2016 deposition in which she denied claims. That alleged victim, Virginia Roberts Guffrey, uh, has made about allegedly having, did, she, did they put allegedly twice there? That alleged victim, Virginia Roberts Guffrey, has made about allegedly having sex with Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew has strongly denied all allegations. He has also suggested that a photograph, a photograph showing him and Miss Guffrey, which was included in courtroom documents, uh, may have been doctored. Miss Maxwell's deposition testimony as part of the federal charges filed against her this summer. So, yep, uh, I guess kind of a blow to anybody who's uh, hoping for some kind of justice in this whole uh, situation here. But don't worry, trust the plan. 10 million people on uh, indictment lists. 10 million? What? <laughs> Just, no, this, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm being, being a funny guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Being okay, sarcastic with the trust the plan it. and the you know it's going down and all these criminals yeah. are being arrested. Well, this is referring to uh, Epstein's first uh, brush with the law regarding his yes. evil deeds. This yeah. is what back in two thousand eight or something. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't yeah, set a yeah. good precedent with everything else going on, you know? No, but I mean, that's the interesting thing. Of course, they're coming out. They're saying, well, it wasn't illegal for them to, you know, not pursue prosecution. I think, but it wasn't right. Well, well, some of it might be because the things that happened, you know, uh, happened on international waters or something. I don't know. There's probably some kind of loophole there where they're like, well, it didn't happen on American soil per se. I don't know. I, yeah, I need to refamiliarize myself with that whole first thing. It really got buried. It you know? did. And that's the thing about Epstein. Of course, I mean, we obviously didn't break the story or anything, but we've been hearing about Epstein for five or six years now. Um, 
which of course, you know, that he was kind of the basis for the whole Pizzagate uh, uproar that happened in 2016, 15 and 16, that of course got, got everybody called the crazy conspiracy theorists. And then it wasn't until last year that everybody was like, oh, yeah, I guess this is a bad guy. Um, but too bad he died. So we don't <laughs> have to think about it anymore. Allegedly. Yeah. And yeah. I wouldn't be uh, honest if, you know, I didn't mention the Mossad as being part oh, of yeah. this whole situation here and whatever strongholds they have in the U.S. through politicians or judges or whatever. Uh, You know, you're not going to get certain things to go through because of uh, foreign interests that uh, are not very public. If you are just looking at intelligence apparatus of the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, A little update on the Epstein situation. Uh, We we haven't heard much like you mentioned. So I wanted to throw that in there just so we have an update. Uh, But we got one more before or no, a couple more before the break. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do this next one? Yeah. Here? Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Elon for a second. The four horsemen of the Anytime you see the four horsemen, it's something special. Not sure if we have it lined up for the show today, but um, Elon will be th- or SpaceX will be sending four more astronauts uh, into space here in the next couple of days. So we'll to see the what firmament. Happens. Yes, they're going to crash them right into the firmament. <laughs> Uh, This is from New York Post, nypost.com. Elon Musk says he took four rapid COVID-19 tests with split results. No way. Elon Musk on Thursday night said he took four rapid coronavirus tests with two negative results and as many positive readings. Quote, something extremely bogus is going on was tested for COVID four times today, Musk tweeted, quote, two tests came back negative and two came back positive. Same machine, same test, same nurse, rapid antigen test from BD. Musk responding to a Twitter user who commented on his post said he was experiencing, quote, symptoms of a typical cold, nothing unusual so far. With BD, the Tesla CEO may have been referring to Becton Dickinson and Co.'s BDX.N rapid antigen test. The medical company in September said it was probing reports that its rapid COVID-19 tests were producing false positives resulting in U- uh, results in U.S. nursing homes. So there you go. Mr. Elon took four tests, got uh, two positive and two negative. Yeah, yeah. And he Sounds also- legit to me. <laughs> Be afraid of the virus. Uh, he also tweeted this out this morning, I believe Oh, if it's mm-hmm. loading here, Oh, messages coming through. Um, he said, what is the general population? No knowledge of symptoms, accuracy of the SARS CoV-2 PCR test. And is it possible to generate a false positive? If you simply run enough Uh-oh. cycles, Uh Oh, somebody's asking questions. They shouldn't be Elon. The truther. This is the Elon. Elon. I like, <laughs> I know. he really questions. has been, he really, you know, he kind of dips in and out of being uh, a truther. 
Yeah. Um, but this is certainly one of those questions that uh, they don't like you asking very often. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and there you go. I mean, he took four tests in a day, half were positive, half were negative. And more than that, he's just sort of uh, throwing it out there, you know, with these PCR tests. And just to remind people, um, of course, we've been uh, talking about this and uh, one of my favorite people talking about this is Adam Curry from the No Agenda Show. But talking about the PCR test, uh, test and uh, no agenda actually played a clip from the inventor of the PCR yeah. test. It was around, it was going around from like 96 yeah, yeah. or something, right? Sure. And yeah, the, the guy who invented the PCR test basically said, yeah, if you run the test through enough cycles, you can find any disease in any person. It just depends how much you, you know, how, how uh, minutely you run the test, how many times well, you do it. Well, it's. It, I think one of the things they were pointing out is that it's not a a, a test. It's not a say. test. It's more it's of an a, amplification process. Right, it's a process. You use PCR to amplify uh, DNA residue within a sample, and yeah, in in a, it's not finding the actual virus. It's finding little tiny pieces of the DNA. I've heard it described as you know, depending on how many cycles you run the PCR. Uh, process. It's as if you're finding a hair in a bedroom uh, and saying that there's a murderer in the room. Well, right. there's not a murderer in the room. There's a hair from somebody you don't know, but calling it a murderer currently in the room is kind of uh, not the most accurate way to describe what the test is telling you. And yeah. yeah, there you go. I mean, we and many other people have been talking about the PCR test for a while. Um, but the, there you go. Elon, bring it to the forefront. You asking know, questions. <laughs> uh, this actually reminded me of something, um, you know, in, in an eschatological sense that we had talked about. Uh, at least on the Face Like the Sun channel, we brought it up a few times and very early on, uh, 2011-2012-ish timeline. And mm -hmm. that's this idea, you know, people talk about the vaccine being the mark of the beast, but part of the context of issuing some kind of mark of the beast that would change your DNA was mm -hmm. in context to a world leader, um, you know, sort of uh, displaying his genetic superiority somehow. And people wanting to take part in that same type of genetic advancement. And so it's not so much that, oh, it's a vaccine that's going to cure us, that's going to change our DNA, but more of like, a, oh, I want upgraded DNA like this guy. It's part of the, because one of the main components was worship of the beast. And people mm. are going to worship the beast. So it's not going to be like, and even those who take the mark, part of it's the, the sin here is the worship of the beast. And so mm -hmm. that it's really, you know, important to keep in mind that like oh, all these people hate the beast, but somehow they've been marked. That's not exactly how stuff is explained in Revelation 13. Right. So, right. so just, you know, something to keep in mind and something to ruminate in your brain. No, oh, you that's a great at, point. When you look at these types of things where Elon is getting tested and he's, you know, throwing out this type of accountability, accountability stuff on uh, about the virus and the test and all this, it, it kind of sets the stage moving in that direction of like hey check out this guy or maybe elon will get some kind of crispr technology in the future i mean in our lifetimes basil it's very likely that somebody 
uh, is going to do some kind of life extension genetic engineering. And yeah. they're going to be out there like, hey, look at me. I am 150 years old. And I'm still ripped like, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger was. And <laughs> I don't know when he was Mr. Universe or something like that, you know, where there's going to be some kind of genetic superiority totally. and, and people will want to take the drug or whatever it is to, to, uh, uh, you know, take part in that system. And so it will be worship. And I, I think yes. that's really the important point here. So, yeah, well, there you go. It kind of goes back into our. Our very basic statement, which is, you know, when it comes to the mark of the beast, it's not just, you know, being tricked into taking some sort of mark that you accidentally accept the mark of the beast and are therefore cast into the lake of fire. I mean, it's some sort of intentional thing. Um, I don't think anybody's going to get tricked into taking the mark of the beast. And you've, you know, it's, it's a deep conversation we don't need to have right now. We've been having it for years. Uh, but yeah, which I mean, the, that point you're making about the, the worship of the beast is a very specific wording um, that goes along those lines. Yeah. So. I mean, there is, there is a way to sort of extract, Extract deception because uh -huh. it talks about the second beast performing great signs and, you know, calling fire down from heaven right. uh, in the presence of people. And these signs and wonders are described in second Thessalonians as counterfeit signs and wonders. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, you can say that there's deception involved, but it, the deception causes worship. Yes. See that that's, that's kind of the difference here, which speaks to this Elon thing, you know, that like even the elect might be deceived kind of idea from Matthew 24, all these people like us were like, Hey, Elon. Yeah. Good stuff. You're, you know, you're touching on some truth uh, chords there. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we would be the target audience of that deception because mm. we were, you know, cause the people that are like all in it, they're like, sweet, let's take the vaccine. I'm all, you know, put the new world world order mark on my forehead and I will comply. But the people that are the target of this sort of thing would be those who would say, Hey, yeah, that makes sense. You know, Hey, right. this guy's making a lot of sense. Let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, put the, you know, hold this guy up as uh, some kind of savior figure or whatever. Right. So, you know, just, it's, it's not so cut and dry and clear as many would like for it, you know, for it to be in the, these modern times where, you know, biblical prophecy seems to be alive and well in, in the minds of many. And I do think we're living in some extraordinary times and prophetic times. So I'm not dismissing it, but also, you know, take heed. Don't, uh, don't, don't think that we're so privileged that we are living in the exact time that Revelation 13 projected. I uh, think if you're paying any sort of attention, it'll be easy to spot. Oh, yeah. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. Speaking of uh, worship and deception, did you see, um, did you watch the, the White House live update 43 minutes ago? of uh, live President Real Donald Trump delivers an update on Operation Warp Speed. I did not. What, what was Neither. the update? I have no idea. I didn't watch it either. I, we, I think we, uh, we are doing the show, but I, I have it pulled up here and I love it. They got these very enthusiastic uh, American sign language translators here. Yeah. I love watching these guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, um, I think we mentioned it as part of uh, that, that scrolling headline on one of the, uh, uh, I, you know, we pointed out how it was, uh, you know, they were framing Trump as first, uh, comments about the vaccine after losing the election. Right. But yeah, I think it was, I will say I'm looking at this video of Trump. His hair's looking pretty gray. 
Yeah, you know, he's, it's not it's not as like uh, you know perfectly blonde as it used to. It might just be the white balance on this video, but uh, he's he's got he's looking like a silver fox. Hey, really looks good against uh, his his spray tan. <laughs> trust the All plan. Right. Trust the plan, man. I uh, trust the warp speed plan. All right. Um. There you go. What else was I gonna say? Look what I got here. Uh, da, 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 da. Nope. I got nothing. There you go. It's break time. Come on, take a break. That's right, folks. We're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere because uh, after the break, we're going to be, uh, we got a little couple of cyborg updates, some electronic skin and uh, the properties thereof, as well as non invasive neural network progress by DARPA. That's right. DARPA's given Elon a run for his money. And, of course, everybody's favorite, the Nephilim update. So don't go anywhere. But first, we want to thank some of our producers. That's right. Some of you might be thinking, producers, what the heck? This is just a second-rate podcast (laughs) hobby. Well, don't be fooled. That's right. We do have producers. What does that mean? Well, we are on the value for value model. And if you haven't heard, uh, you might notice that we do not read any advertising on this show. I'm always surprised. Many very popular shows on the Internet, they make some good cash, but that's because they have bent the knee to the all-powerful advertiser. You know, they'll spend uh, sometimes 10 or 20 minutes per show. You got the pre-roll, the post-roll, maybe a mid-roll in there somewhere. Uh, And that's just fancy language for reading advertisements. And you'll notice we have not read any advertisements and we're not planning on doing it. Not that we don't have the opportunity. We've had plenty of uh, offers from advertisers for many years now. But the problem is advertising is all wrapped up in big data, privacy concerns, global corporations, and more than anything, taking advantage of the trust and attention that our dear listeners give us on a, a three times a week basis. That's right. So, Uh, We made the decision that uh, we just don't feel comfortable with all these advertisers incentivizing Gons and I to uh, consider you, dear listener, as a commodity to earn your trust and your attention just to turn around and sell it to the highest bidder by uh, using that trust and that attention to sell you stuff you don't want or need. And, uh, you know, it's just problematic. The the fact that they want us to consider you, dear listener, who is, uh, on by all accounts that I can figure, an individual human being living a life as vivid as my own, uh, but instead... They want us to bundle you up like subprime mortgages in 2008 and sell you to whoever will give us a couple bucks for it. And we just uh, decided we can't really we can't really get behind that. Uh, it's OK. We make a little bit less money, but at least we can sleep at night, folks. Instead, we work on the value for value model, which is uh, a way of doing shows like this that a. Uh, does not make us feel like we are participating in subject some gigantic evil economic system of the world, a global theology of advertising and economics. But more importantly, it helps us keep our integrity 
as people trying to bring the truth and not having to worry about being brand safe, not having to worry about not saying the right thing or saying the wrong thing, God forbid, uh, that makes uh, a global corporation think that we're just, you know, not the right fit for their product of uh, brand new super soft underwear or something like that. So instead, we're on the value for value system, which invites you, dear listener, to invest in your own media future. That's right. It's a rebellion against the global theology of advertising. You're telling the advertising industry uh, that uh, you don't buy it. This is not about you getting something for free and uh, having to actively fight against the mind control of advertising. Instead of letting the advertising industry put a value on something, a piece of media that you appreciate, this is an opportunity for you, dear listener, to take some agency in your own life and put your own value on your source of uh, media, whether you get entertainment or education or analysis or just hearing stories you wouldn't hear anywhere else in a worldview that uh, you can feel good about subscribing to. Uh, this is your chance to sort of fight against the the the, the unstoppable tide of advertising and brainwashing. So we want to thank very, very much all of our producers. And that's what they are, because this is the real world. You help for you help pay for a piece of media to be created. You are a producer, not just a commodity. So have you thanked your uh, your producers today? Well, now's your chance. First of all, one of the easiest ways to become a producer of the show is to head over to patreon.com slash ccn for Canary Cry News Talk, patreon.com slash ccnt. And Gonz, are you ready to thank a producer? Ready to go. Okay. And our one and only beautiful uh, Patreon producer for today is producer Mika. Thank you, producer Mika. Thank you very much, producer Mika. And uh, that's it for today over on patreon.com slash ccnt. Um, but if you don't like Patreon, that's okay. There's a lot of reasons to not like Patreon. That's why we have canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. Canarycryradio.com slash support is your non uh non patreon uh way of supporting the show becoming a producer and we've got paypal options over there you can make uh come in with a monthly producership or if commitment is not your thing you can make a one-time producership in any amount and i think it's about time we thank some producers over on paypal gons who do we got over there PayPal producers. Uh, and I see Mika in the chat there. Thank you, Mika producer. Thank you very much. Patreon. Mika. Uh, okay. So we got a few here to thank first. I wanted to thank Jason B. Thank you, Jason B. Thank you very much, Jason B. And uh, the reason why we have the B there is because we have another Jason and we'll get to him in a moment. Hey. Uh, so thank you, Jason B for your producership. Uh, next up producer Kara. Thank you. Producer Kara. Thank you very much. Producer Kara. And next, we have producer Lorelai. Lorelai's back in the house. Thank you very much for your uh, consistency, producer Lorelai. And that's uh, $33. And she did send me a note. 
And mm. uh, she said it's German like Einstein. Uh, okay. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that Einstein. means. It, so like Laura Lee. Lorelei. Li- Einstein. Einstein. Lorelei. Okay. Yeah, I, I got you, Lorelei. Got it. Sweet. Thank you, Lorelei Einstein. Yeah. Laura Leinstein. Leinstein. Um, Next up. And And she was a 33 producer. Yes. Yes. Was mentioned. Jason A. Producer Jason A. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, much, producer Jason A. And I think uh, Jason A. is our executive producer for the day. Yeah. uh, He combined 33 with uh, the 75 and it was the tax Trump uh, donation. Thank you very much. Jason, a executive producer of Canary cry news talk episode 265. There you go. Thank you. Producer Jason a, and we also want to thank producer D. Thank you very much. Letters. Uh, yeah. uh, producer D wants to shout out to the Canary Cry community foodies thread from Over the Rainbow. Oh, very fun. He's talking about canarycry.community where uh, all sorts of producers and listeners and Canary Cry family members uh, get together in their own special little social network. That's canarycry.community. And, you know, I give a shout out to the Canary Cry Gamers Guild over there, but there's also the Canary Cry Community Foodies. Um, So, you know, we got all sorts of people over there. Yeah. So thank you, producer D. Next up, we have producer Angela. Angela, thank you, producer Angela, coming in with thirty-three dot thirty-three. Yeah, take back that thirty-three. No Whee! Illuminati dog whistles here. That's right. Yeah, thank you, producer Angela. Next up, producer Sherry. I think that's Sheree. Sheree. I think so. Thank okay. you, producer Sherry or producer Sheree. Again, coming in with thirty-three dot one one. Ooh, the eleven. And finally, producer Anthony. Producer Anthony coming in $33.33. Thank you very much, producer Anthony. Coming in at the last second, but I got you, bro. I was going to say that that was uh, added a few seconds ago. (laughs) Snuck in there. So thank you so much for your treasure as part of the value for value model and the producership. There's other ways you can support the channel or the channel, the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's with uh, your cryptocurrencies. So you can go to canarycryradio.com slash crypto, learn a little bit about crypto. And I think, uh, you know, a, a whole bunch of Americans got that uh, Bitcoin thing in PayPal this week. Yeah. So I've started, uh, you know, all these people I've been trying to talk about Bitcoin with for four or five years now um, since we really started paying attention to it. They're finally starting to contact me and say, thank you. Thank you for uh, learning us about this wonderful investment tool called Bitcoin. You're welcome, folks. And as of this moment, $16,342. Oh, wow. Wow. 16, huh? Oh, yeah. It's it's pumping, 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 pumping. Uh, so congratulations to all you Bitcoin holders. Um, but yeah, that's one way you can support the show. Uh, you can also give us your talent and time. And um, one of the ways is to send us jingles. And uh, we don't have any jingles to share with you on this episode here. 
but we do welcome them. Uh, we, we prefer them to be show related and yes. uh, customized to a topic or uh, clips of Basil or I, you know, saying something and turn it into a song. We got a lot of talented producers out there already. Options, yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's all, it's a free for all, but we do ask that it is uh, show centric. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we love all the, the uh, submissions we get, um, but not all of them are, you know, pertaining to the show specifically. So we'd like to keep it within that uh, narrow boundary there. Yeah. Um, and jingles are great. You got to keep them short too, because uh, especially if you're taking a clip from a movie or a song or something, they got to be under, I think we're at 3.1 seconds is what the algorithms catch all those copywritten materials with yeah. now. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, keep it short and, and and keep it sweet. And if you have a full song you'd like to submit for the playlist at the end, you can do that too. We have a good handful of songs that have come together for uh for the show, and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll feature them at the end of the the podcast every episode. Uh, I think- we've got a uh, uh, Merlin in Twitch says uh, it's one point six seconds. They've changed the oh, wow. uh, the copyright algos too, it's so gonna- they they <laughs> keep shortening that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to happen eventually? Mm-hmm. Copywritten, it's going to go come down to like one bit of data, and and yeah. and then everything, every sound ever made, will be copywritten by a corporation, and the takeover is complete. Yeah, we got to copyright our our podcast because uh, you know, you know, somebody's going to start clipping us for cool jingles. I wonder if some other podcast has ever taken a you know taken a clip and jingleized us. Eh, if anybody hears anybody else, it would just be fun to know. I'm don't worry. I'm not going to charge you or anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we should, maybe we should charge the people that did <laughs> see. That's how we, that's how you make your real money, man. You, licensing deals. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, and that's a uh, residual income too. Yeah. That's why all those Next, uh, people <laughs> making cash. Oh gosh, this Twitch user Nectar Lovin Nephilim oh, uh, says, "Could I please use you for my ringtone?" Yes, yeah. for a for a mere nine tenths of a penny per phone call, uh, I will let you uh, <laughs> license my ringtone. Yeah, so the that's uh, obviously again we love getting the jingles and the songs, so keep sending them. But we don't have any to share on this episode, but. Of course, we do have some artwork to share. One art, please. <laughs> and the first one I'd like to share is from Ali. Uh, Yay. Gazel and Bonds in the chat. And this has to do with uh, the cyborg cockroach story yeah. we had last episode. And uh, this is your, your kittens discovering ways to take advantage of that. <laughs> Yes, we've got a little cockroach, of course, a cyber cockroach over on the right there holding a giant pencil. We've got one of the Monty's, looks like the mini Monty says, I want to eat it, which is exactly what mini Monty would say. Um, But bigger Monty said, not until it finishes the script. (laughs) Continuing the storyline, thank you, Allie, that uh, my cats, yes, are indeed scripting each Canary Cry News Talk episode word for word, and we are simply they're human uh, slaves reading the the creative works of my right. cats yeah so thank you very much beautiful as always producer ali yes Gathlin thank Bonds you in the chat make sure to thank your artists today folks yep thank you producer ali uh and we got a couple pieces in from grace and i liked this yes 
Grace uh, basically took some of uh, Basil quotes, and he said mm-hmm. there's Gon's quotes coming too, so I better watch my mouth. I um, like this idea. This is fun. And, you know, 88's been doing this as well in his art, um, but this was a very explicit Grace, and uh, I enjoy it very much. Which one are you doing first, Gons? I actually have both on the screen at the oh, same time. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for those who are just listening to the podcast, you don't get the visual, remember, you can go to canarycrynewstalk.com, and every episode in the show notes will have the art from that day. Uh, this first one on the left here, here um, is a beautiful illustration of <laughs> we were talking about uh, I was talking about my Libjo buddy last episode. No, 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 no. This wasn't about the Libjo. This was some other person I was talking to and we were having a conversation about, you know, how China is not the greatest place in our opinion. And this person says, what's so bad about China? Uh, as if that was a question that needed to be asked. Um, but yes, so the illustration is, uh, well, I don't know how to explain it. It just says, what's so bad about China? Uh, Basil quotes. And we've got a nice uh, Chinese flag there and uh, some, some wonderful, fun font choices. And I think that's a question we all need to be asking ourselves. Maybe Biden is uh, asking this for us. What's so bad about China? Uh, a wonderful, satirical, uh, ironic question. So thank you very much, Grace. Um, and next, <laughs> this was regarding, uh, obviously, my video has not been working the past couple episodes, but Gons, you've done a great job of putting a, a collage together of um, myself from a previous episode, as well as last episode was a, a f- one flippy arm and the famous Joe Biden sniffing uh, me and I was having some real brain farts last episode. Oh, a little update to that, Gons. Um, the room that I am doing the show in now, outside of my VR headset here, I was talking about how distracted I've been getting, uh, because I'm not wearing my VR headset. And it's, uh, you know, it's hard podcasting in the real world. There's so many things to look at, so many things to take my attention away, uh, help me forget words and blank out suddenly. Um, I've closed all the drapes, uh, ah. so I can no longer look out and see those flowers that were distracting me last episode. Um, but uh, Grace uh, uh, illustrated <laughs> a wonderful quote last time, which was my excuse for why I kept forgetting words. It says, Joe's uh, sniffing the brains right out of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, got a nice, some yeah. of the uh, subtleties there, the E, uh, Joe's, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Biden, Joe, uh-huh. is yeah. all blue except the E, which uh-huh. is in reference to the three Fs, the three flags, the socialist uh, oh, movement wow. that uh, is in Joe, the Joe Biden logo. You got the yeah. three flags for the E. So that's a good totally. one there. Yeah, that is good. I didn't, I did not uh, realize that. And then, yes, the word sniffing is uh, of course being sniffed up through Joe's nose, which, you know, he doesn't just have hairy legs. He's also got hairy nostrils <laughs> uh, sniffing the brains right out of my ears. Yeah. Very beautiful. Uh, Grace, thank you very much. I, I, I like this. I like the concept of uh, Basil quotes and of course, Gon's quotes coming soon, but this will make some great material once I finally uh, start paying attention to our Instagram account. Yeah, you keep 
talking about that, but you I know I do, do keep talking about it, but I do want to actually encourage everybody. If you haven't done it yet, we do have an Instagram account. It's Canary Cry Radio um, with dots, you know, Canary dot cry dot radio. Um, so follow us there. I promise you I will be posting stuff uh, at least within the next week. I will get that going. It's It takes a lot of emotional ramping up for me to get involved in social media. So I'm getting close, getting close to being able to to bring myself to the emotional place where I can actually start participating in that social media platform. Uh, We've got almost 2000 followers on Instagram, which is pretty impressive considering we haven't posted anything there in like over a year. Yeah. Well, until they crack down on us, we will keep posting. Um, And lastly, we had artwork from Ollie and Ollie uh, gave us some logo options. Oh, Great. And, Let's see uh, it. Yep, they're up there. Oh, hold on. They kind of have like. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Kind of a trippy, <laughs> kind of a trippy kind of stonery uh, feel, but I like it. Uh, canary. It just says Canary Cry. You know what I like about Canary Cry is, uh, of course, we have two different episodes. Canary Cry episodes, shows. shows yeah. Canary Cry Radio is our interview style uh, sort of long format evergreen show of which there are 150 some odd episodes. Make sure to go listen to them. And then there's Canary Cry News Talk, which is this show, more of a, a weekly or well, three times a week, you know, trying to keep up with all the crazy events. But Canary Cry is, uh, you know, you can use them for both shows. So that's great. These are fun. Uh, if you're looking at, if you're not looking at them, if you're just listening, uh, kind of big blub, big bubble letter type things. Kind of got an urban vibe to it, uh, with some vines and some leaves and some sort of cracks, uh, in the letters. And then at the end, uh, there's a (laughs) kind of a stylized eyeball. So, you know, we're part of the Illuminati. Yeah. Yep. Signal to our, our overlords. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so very good. Thank you, Ollie, for the artwork. And um, thank you, all the artists and musicians for your time. I am seeing, I am seeing sorry to interrupt. I'm seeing mm-hmm. in the chat here from Send Jess, there is a Basil and Gons quote thread at uh, Canary Cry Community. Oh, there you I go. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't I know that either. I got to check on that. Yeah, yeah, I need to look at, look that up to make sure. I know. I wonder <laughs> what horrible that I've said. getting in there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, uh, we do have some, uh, uh, we do have a snail mail address. Beep, 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 beep. Snail mail. <laughs> and, uh, I wanted to officially thank Christine for sending us a check in the mail. Thank you so ah, much, Christine. Uh, uh-huh. it actually wasn't the first time they had sent or she, you know, Christine and her family has sent a check. Um, yeah. You got the, uh, you got the email, right? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, so thank you so much for that. Uh, you can get the address uh, on canarycryradio.com slash support. Yeah, and, producer uh, Christine and family, we thank you very much for producing this episode. Yes, thank you very much. And uh, lastly, uh, the way you can contribute to the shows of producers with your time. And, uh, you know, that night wind uh, is uh, got uh, bigger and better things. Uh, that she has moved on to so namely a job a, jo- a job yes um so we were uh, we threw out there who can pick up the slack and i noticed in the last episode michael marathew 
on YouTube oh. uh, is uh, is the published timestamps for the last oh episode. Gosh. So thank you, Michael. Yes, thank you, producer Michael. And um, I will be pinning those comments to the video, at least in the Face Like the Sun channel, and that way uh, you know people can look for the different stories and not have to sit through this long ridiculous podcast that's right and and who has also- time to sit through <laughs> three hours of nonsense that's crazy it's uh yeah it's a great way to share the show you know especially uh with those timestamps. you know if there's something a, a section or a story or a rant or something that you appreciated and you wanted to share with somebody um that's a great way to share the show with them use those timestamps. it'll help them uh get the info they need without um, you know, having to be fully indoctrinated into the kind of crazy style of the show. Yeah. And also I'm not going to mention the name here cause they don't deserve the, uh, the shout out per se, Uh-oh. but, mm-hmm. uh, there was a comment that came in. I know Uh-oh. you guys are millennials, but if you changed your format to something more mature and less corny, you would, <laughs> you would probably get way more views and be taken uh, one word, by the way, be taken, be, be taken, taken more seriously. Just saying that probably is absolutely correct. I'm not even saying that person is wrong. Um, But uh, you know, here's the problem. And I'll, again, I'm not going to name any names. It's fine. But one of the biggest problems with the truth or type people is they want to be taken too seriously. And for me personally, it's a real turnoff. It's like, come on, man, you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to make yourself, uh, you know, you don't need to demand respect. Let the message speak for itself. Says the man Plus, who is being sniffed by Joe Biden. <laughs> his mouth covered by That's the Bill Gates. Point. It's a filter. It's a filtration system, Gons. If people take themselves and things so seriously that they can't look past the googly eyes, uh, then they're not for me. Yeah, yep, yep. That's that's kind of the point here. And uh, yeah. I, th- I think our, our, our creative uh, choices in the tone that we take on a lot of these stories here and how we present some pretty serious things uh, mm-hmm. is kind of a, a not, not underappreciated by our, our listeners, but I think for maybe first time viewers and stuff, they don't, they, they don't really, they can't get into the mood. They're looking for something. They're hunting for that next fix, you know, of yeah, like the well, truth. The next- Fear fix the is fear what fix. it is. Yeah, they exactly. want the fear fix, you know. And and you know, I don't. It's fine. It's totally fine. It I is. Get it's, it. it's we're it's not phases. for everybody on their first go around, uh, but I guarantee you, what happens? You know, most of our listeners are actually quite mature in the truther community. Yeah, uh, I would say for the most part. We are for mature truthers. Because here's the thing. When you first get into the fringy stuff and you first start waking up to the fact things are not the way it seems in this world, you do take it very seriously. It's, yeah, it is a z- very kind serious of, thing. You get addicted to the the fear and the the sort of cosmic revelations that you know what you're it being is? lied to. It, it's the, yeah, it's that feeling and it's that feeling that nobody else sees it. It's, it's that, that yeah. notion of like, why isn't anybody else taking this seriously? And yeah. I, I, we, you know, we totally relate to that. Uh, but I think over time you get to a point where it's like, all right, okay. Like you it's, it's so ridiculous. Else, uh, yeah. yeah. It's very unhealthy for you. Otherwise it is, is not a good long-term uh, place to be. 
And that there you go. So that's who we are. You're here. If you're here, you're most likely a, a, a person who has been looking into the fringe or the truth or stuff for more than, uh, I'd say a year, maybe more than two years. Really, your first year to two years of waking up, it's like you're just addicted to the very intense uh, fear factor of everything. And then either you fall off or you go nuts or... <laughs> You know, bad things start happening. You know, um, and you, you once you're a little bit more mature in the scene, you start to appreciate uh, people who don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, the uh, No Agenda show has this whole concept that they talk about of shrinking amygdalas. It's kind of how they put yes. it. Uh, and they have their whole kind of science to back that. That's scientific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think we can we can piggyback on that, and we can say that uh, our show lowers. Uh, the noradrenaline in your brain. Mm, totally. Noradrenaline is uh, another word for the nora. How do you say this? Norepinephrine. And uh, it's a hormone that's released by the adrenal medulla and by the sympathetic nerves as a function as a neurotransmitter. It's also used as a drug to raise blood pressure. So mm-hmm. you know, we're lowering that so that you don't have high blood pressure. By, you know, still getting that information to your brain, but not doing it in a way where you can consume it and not be like, oh my gosh, they're, not they're coming after me. Triggered. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, yeah. that is very much a thing. It's uh you know, people can uh, become like it, you mentioned, it drives addicted. You nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It drives it, you nuts. You become very depressed. You become very angry. Um, and you don't, uh, you know, you, you kind of forget who's in control of the whole thing right right you take it too seriously so anyways there you go i think that was an important little doodad to to remember yeah doodads (laughs) doodads are cool yeah dude (laughs) yeah seriously okay all right um what else what else we got just a quick mention for uh canary cry merch perch yes do a quick check it out quick check Canary Cry Merch Perch. It's a uh, family operation over there created by a producer of the show. Merchandise is sold at cost. So we try to keep it as accessible as possible uh, for all our Canary Cry family. Uh, but you do have an opportunity to uh, tip the webmaster, which please do. Um, it's, it's not cheap keeping these things running. I uh, do see uh, a couple charms. new items. Oh, the, tell uh, me about Canary Cry or no Canary Swole Radio Workout Tank Top, which oh. is your uh, here. I'm gonna I'm gonna undo our little thing so we can show it. Yeah, I'm gonna go there right here. now. Here, Canary um, Cry Canary Cry Cry Merch is not what it is. <laughs> cry Cry Merch. Cry Cry. Uh, so here you go. You have your. Let's see. Yes, your Canary Swole Radio Workout Tank Top. I might have to order oh one of these. Oh my gosh, I got to get one of those. That is awesome. <laughs> Who's that on your shirt? Me. Is me? Is me. As a bird? As, as a bird. Um, yeah, so this is a 88 who drew this. So uh, oh it's, my it's on gosh, a t-shirt. 88. This worked out fantastic. Canary Swole Radio. <gasps> Do you have, are you showing this on the yeah, stream? Yeah, yes, you are. Okay, good. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Great job. I bl- probably producer dust put it together, um, but also 88. Uh, one of our great artists. And of course, we've got the Basil and Gons t-shirt, which is um, Allie, Gazlin Bonds in the chat. 
one of our prolific artists, uh, and Charlie, um, did the graphic design on that. That's beautiful. Oh, I forgot that I had a, the Biden thing. There's double Biden on the screen. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm good, sorry, people. Good. Can never have enough of that guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got to order this tank top. Yeah. You know, I, I have mixed feelings about wearing a t-shirt with my own face on it. It's a little, <laughs> that's okay. You can wear my face. Hans. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That I'm, I'm sure the wife would really dig that one. Oh yeah, man, this is so good. All right. Well, thank you very much, producer dust for running Canary Crime merch perch. And I love seeing new stuff go up on there. Hey, if you get some of this merch, uh, take a picture of it and tag us on Twitter or Facebook or something. I want to see it or just email us a picture. Um, we can put it on the, uh, I'll put it on the Instagram someday. Maybe we should do it. Maybe this would help my, uh, my weight loss plan. That's not really working too well. It's is, inspo yeah. canary cry fit inspo. Yeah. We'll take pictures of the before and after, you know, <laughs> wearing the shirt. So it, like, I just love how buff I am on that. <laughs> that's uh, what I'm saying. Like putting, image. putting on the shirt, you know, helps, helps you lose weight, you know? Yeah. It inspires it me. Inspires you to, to look like a swole, like a swole canary. canary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gons, we should get back to the show. All right. Let me, Wake uh, up. Let me hit the thing. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up. You. All right. So we have a couple more stories to get into. The uh, I'll take this first one here. Uh, this is a cyborg story. And that warrants a cyborg jingle, which, where did it go? Here it is. Are you ready to become cyborg? Oh, I think we skipped the New World Order story, did we? We did. Oh, okay. I, th I thought you meant to do that. Oh, I didn't mean to do it, but it's okay. Not a big deal. Uh, you can mention it later. This is yeah. CNET.com. Electronic skin stretches, heals itself, and mm. makes me dream of a cyborg future. Wow. And I get a full bodysuit of this stuff? Question mark. <laughs> I, so this is written by Amanda Kuzer. And uh, this is what the article says. I think I'm finally ready to dabble in becoming a machine human hybrid. Whoa. And that was very convincing. I know this. Yeah, she's really into it. Uh, and a new electronic skin developed at the University of Colorado Boulder seems like the perfect non-invasive way to live out this dream. Like being a Borg on Star Trek, but not so permanent and not so creepy. The device is a circuit board. But it's not like those rigid boards you're used to seeing. It's stretchable, fully recyclable, uh, and best of all, sticks to human skin, adding a layer of electronics to almost any body part. The team published a paper on its work in the journal Science Advances this month. S uh, quote, smart watches are functionally nice, but they're always a big chunk of metal on a band, said study co-author Wei Zhang in the CU Boulder Statement. Quote, if we want a truly wearable device, ideally it will be a thin film that can comfortably fit on your body. The new e-skin has been in the works for years. It's made of liquid metal wires placed between thin layers of polyimine poly a material that gives the device flexibility. It also has remarkable self-healing properties. After being cut, it can knit back together within minutes. Quote, it's similar to skin healing, but we're talking about covalent chemical bonds here, said Zhang. This new artificial skin is part of an ex 
expanding frontier of electronics, we've seen a jellyfish-inspired self-healing electronic skin, one that's designed to bring a sense of touch to prosthetics, and even a 3D printer that can place electronics directly onto human skin. Mm. CU Boulder said the electronic skin could first be harnessed in, uh, to handle the functions of fitness devices by monitoring heart rate and movement, but that's just the beginning of, uh, for its potential. The university evoked a vision of Robo Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator movies peeling off skin, but we wouldn't need to fight the future just yet. Quote, our research is kind of going in, uh, our research is kind of going in that direction, Zhang said, but we still have a long way to go. So there you go. Electronic wow. skin. It's here. Yeah. yeah, it's quite the update uh, that they've given to this yeah. artificial skin thing. Um, you know, and that's it's part of the the whole development race to these wearables. You know, of course, you've got your wearables like uh, Apple Watch or Fitbit, or uh, if you're a real hardcore DIY cyborg enthusiast, you know, you've got a cigarette pack uh, sized chip under your arm that pretty <laughs> much just doors. has some little lights on it or something, um, but it's really this sleek sort of usable daily uh, design that they're working on. That's, that's what it takes to fully bring the technology into a consumer oriented, uh, you know, con uh, uh, customer base, Consumption, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I will say that, you know, I've had the Apple watch and I wore it for, I don't know, a few weeks. Yeah. And then I just took it off and got rid of it. I'm not even, you know, it was just, ah, I don't like it. It's yeah. clunky. It's in the way. It uh, is a lot. I wore mine for a couple of years, but then it stopped updating. And I realized, oh, I don't need this thing buzzing on my wrist every two seconds. That's what <laughs> I didn't really like about it is like every, you think of the notifications that come into your phone on like a minute by minute basis. Yeah, I have mine I turned like, off. just needed a break, man. It was too much. Yeah, yeah, my notifications are turned off on my phone, so I don't really. Oh, well, look at this guy. I'm a, yeah, I'm. I'm you're so. I'm you're such strong. A, such a luddite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a luddite that still uses the cell phone, but yeah. yeah. Well, the healing itself thing is a crazy thing too. Yeah, you know, and that's that's one reason why I think this hasn't quite. I mean, the despite the fact that it's brand new, I think that's a difficult uh, aspect for companies to really get on board with because you know it's hard to keep it's kind of like uh with the the healthcare system you know big pharma they don't want to sell a cure they want to sell a treatment right uh because if you cure something you lose a customer and it's kind of the same thing with uh devices in general just general you know economics if you make something indestructible or something that heals itself then you kind of lose half of your customer base you want them buying a new device every two years basically and your skin and yeah, <laughs> but if your if your watch is healing itself, that's going to cut into profits quite a bit. Well, may, maybe what they'll do is, uh, you know, build build in like scars on the build skin. Build back better. Yeah, build, build back better. <laughs> like build in scars, and so uh, uh, you go back maybe for updates. You know, yeah. or like you can tattoo on your your electronic skin, and you don't like it okay. anymore. 
Yeah. See, you're thinking like a real industrialist. I now. am. I know. This is why Great people job. listen to us and probably give us no this credit. Why, for This is why we need to start our consulting firm. Yeah. Yeah. Everything from Hollywood movies to uh, cybernetic uh, uh, products. We'll, we'll keep you going. Head us up. Canary Cry Consulting. I, I, think, I think in the next 10 to 15, maybe 20 years, we'll see athletes with e-skin. You know, uh, during the Olympics. E-skin. Yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see how that's regulated in sports, you know, yeah. if it's considered too much of a performance enhancing. Well, that's, that's the device. thing. I don't know that it would be enhancing. It would definitely be tracking, you know, because uh, yeah. like even right now they have, you know, players have microphones on sometimes and wristbands and, you know, tape on their ankles and stuff. But if they do, if they have some kind of skin layer that, you know, gets better data for your ankles when you're playing basketball or something, you know, it's a, it, to get a better idea of how an injury might've taken place or something. Yeah. I'm being a little too optimistic here, but you know, <laughs> the whole point is the, the idea here is that, uh, yes, we are uh, at the same time warning you and pitching our consulting company that doesn't exist. <laughs> Uh, because we're always it looking will. for an exit strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, let us know if you want to hire us, then we'll start the company. Um, cause that's how business works. Right. Uh, Gons, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to become cyborg? Are you ready to become cyborg? Okay, this is coming from militaryaerospace.com. Researchers look to Rice University for non-surgical brain interfaces to control weapons and computers. Rice University. That's racist. Uh, (laughs) U.S. military researchers are moving forward with a project to develop uh, non-invasive or minimally invasive neural interfaces to connect the brains of war fighters to computers or other digital devices to enable fast, effective, and intuitive hands free interaction with military systems. Officials of the U.S. Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, that's DARPA, in Arlington, Virginia, announced a $9.5 million uh, order, Rice University in Houston, on Monday for the next generation non-surgical neurotechnology program, N3. Next Generation Non-Surgical Neurotechnology, N3. Uh, Rice University was one of six organizations awarded N3 contracts in May 2019 to develop a non-surgical wearable interface to connect human brains with computers for uh, for tasks like control of active, active cyber defense systems and swarms of unmanned aerial vehicles or teaming with computer systems to multitask during complex missions. Rice University has been working on a minutely invasive, might just a little invasive, bidirectional system for recording from recording from and writing to the brain. An interface records by using diffuse optical tomography to infer neural activity by measuring light scattering in neural tissue. It writes with a magnetogenetic approach. Wow, magnetogenetic 
approach to make neurons sensitive to magnetic fields. This week's contract asks Rice researchers to continue with their work in developing a high-resolution neural interface that does not require surgery. Neural interfaces could enable warfighters to multitask more efficiently and interact with autonomous and semi-autonomous systems, particularly future systems equipped with artificial intelligence, researchers say. So this is the melding of the human mind with artificial intelligence for war fighting. The original N3 contractors, in addition to Rice University, are Battelle Memorial Institute in Columbus, Ohio, Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, Johns Hopkins University Applied Physics Laboratory in Laurel, MD. Is that Maryland? Mm-hmm. Palo Alto Research Center in Palo Alto. California and Teledyne Technologies in Thousand Oaks, California. What a what a all star cast of oh, yeah. <laughs> of contract holders there. The DARPA N three project seeks to develop a non surgical neural interface system to broaden the ex, ap, 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 burp, burp, to broaden the applicability of neural interfaces to the able bodied warfighter. Uh, until now, neural interfaces that connect human brains to computers and other digital equipment have been surgically invasive and used primarily to help restore functions and skills to injured warfighters. The N3 project, however, seeks to enable neural recording and stimulation with sub-millimeter spatial resolution in healthy warfighters. They're finally breaking away from the, this will help sick people storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually a big jump. I mean, that's kind of one of the biggest jumps with this story is in the past, especially with DARPA, you know, they specifically focus on, hey, don't worry, we just need this brain machine interfaces because we want to help injured soldiers or in this case, they love saying war fighters. Uh, but now they've totally eschewed that. And they're just like, nope, this is for killing people. War. War. The problem with human-machine neural interfaces today is how surgically invasive they are. State-of-the-art, high-resolution, single-neuron or neural ensemble neural interfaces are invasive and require surgical implantation of metal or silicon electrodes into brain tissue or on the surface of the brain. The burden of surgery and associated risks are too high for this approach on able-bodied individuals. The N3 program aims to overcome these issues by developing a non-surgical neural interface that is safe for human use and that was high spatiotemporal resolution whoa and low latency to enable function on par with current microelectrode technology DARPA wants the interface to be bi-directional and integrate technology for neural recording read out and neural stimulation, stimulation right in and should be agnostic to military systems that would use it. This neural interface either will be completely external to the body or will include a non-surgically delivered nanotransducer that will serve as a signal-inducing intermediary between neurons and the external recording and stimulation device. The major technological challenge of the DARPA N3 project is to interact with neural tissue through the skull while maintaining high spatial and temporal resolution. Using either non-invasive interface 
or minutely invasive interface, DARPA official says. Non-invasive interfaces will in- involve sensors and stimulators that do not breach the skin. Minutely invasive approaches, meanwhile, will permit non-surgical delivery of a nanotransducer delivered to neurons of interest. Neurons of interest. <laughs> oh, that's the name of my next novel. <laughs> neurons of interest. Okay, we're almost done here. Trans uh, Transducers should be small enough so that as not to cause tissue damage or impede the natural neuronal circuit and will be external to the skull. Non-invasive and minutely invasive approaches will be necessary to overcome issues with signal scattering, attenuation, and signal-to-noise ratio. The N3 program includes a computational and processing unit that must provide decoded neural signals for control in a military application. It must also provide the capability to encode signals from a military application and deliver sensory feedback to the brain. The N3 program will provide funding at least through 2023 to deliver a non-surgical neural interface system and is divided into three sequential phases, a one-year base effort and two 18-month option periods. On this order, Rice University experts will do the work in Houston and Waco, Texas, New York City, New Haven, Connecticut, and Durham, North Carolina, and should be finished by May 2022. For more information, contact Rice University. Ooh, I can get more info. Um, so there you go. A couple interesting things. One of them is they are flat out blatantly talking about reading from the brain and writing from the brain. So complete interaction uh, with a brain to a machine, which is you know, was only really theoretically talked about for a long time. I mean, even in the uh, you know the Neuralink Elon Musk thing, they're like, hey. Listen to these little beeps and boops. This is us kind of figuring out that a pig is thinking. We don't know what the pig is thinking, but we know he is thinking about something. Um, And that was with an implant. Uh, But now, basically, they're saying, hey, we're going to make this helmet. You can put on the – anybody can put on the helmet. And uh, computers will read your thoughts and put thoughts into your mind. Um, And the really crazy thing is the timeline on this. I mean, they're talking about finishing this by 2022, where even in Neuralink, you know, the the timeline Elon is putting on this is like, oh, by 2030, we should have this. Uh, Now, his is a little bit more invasive. You get a surgery and implants and things like that. But this just being a, a helmet that gives you complete interaction with military war fighting systems. I mean, the 2022, that is quite the quick timeline, Gons. Well, as, uh, as they say, reality is mimicking fiction here. Mm-hmm. And this reminded me, this whole entire article reminded me of the nerve gear from Sword Art Online. Because Ooh, it is a non-invasive, yeah, it's old, old school, but it's a good reference. You know, yeah. a non-invasive uh, helmet. And um, if you, it, it's weirder than that because this article talks about, uh, at the very end, it should be finished by May 2022, right? Well, yeah. If we go to the uh, Sword, uh, Sword Art Online Wiki, which is a Sword Art Online, is an anime if you haven't watched it. The Nerve Gear is the second generation of full dive technology made by Kayaba Akihiko, released mm-hmm. in May 2022. Oh, wow. 
Yep. In the story. Oh, interesting. In the story, yeah the, yeah, the nerve gear comes out May 2022. Holy moly. So it's like totally lining up with the fictional, the fictional story, story. Sword Art in li- Online. Yeah, it's a little different because in, in Sword Art Online, everybody's inside the, the virtual world. Yeah. And your body be- basically becomes, uh, you know, you can't move your body while you're in the VR world. Whereas, well, I don't actually, they didn't really say anything about that in here, but does it, uh, does it bypass your, your bodily, you know, like your, your ability to connect to your body or is it just, uh, cause read and write, I mean, it's, it's a lot well, of the interesting thing with this is they're talking about using magnetic fields. Cause uh, in last episode we talked about, uh, you know, they were shooting lasers into mice's brains to sort of override their mental GPS, you know, to affect, to, to write to the brain. They had a glass skull on the, right. uh, the mouse on the mouse and they were shooting lasers to do it. This is referring to magnetic fields. Cause of course you don't have any implants, you know, you don't have a glass skull that they can shoot lasers into. Yeah. This is a really fascinating uh, sort of methodology they're using here where you're basically wearing like a magneto helmet mm-hmm. uh, that is shooting magnetic fields into your brain in order to, you know, basically insert information uh, through magnetic fields, which is probably the trippiest way I've heard of doing this. Yeah, so I mean, in the fictional story, the Nerve Gear's high-density microwave transceivers are capable of accessing the user's brain, allowing it to send fake signals to the five senses of the user. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, it's well, and to bit different. and also to respond to something uh, in the chat here, Enumati in the spirit says, I think that 2022 is the end date of their contract. Doesn't mean that the tech will be totally ready to go. Well, that is, you know. Yeah, the, the contract does go to 2022, but of course, DARPA would prefer to actually get a product out of this and not just give money away for nothing. So, yeah, we never know exactly where they are in the technology or if they'll be able to accomplish this. But yes, DARPA would prefer to get a result from these contracts and they're shooting for 2022. So they must have some sort of uh, uh some sort of plan, you know, plan or preference or, or some reason to think that, uh, you know, bringing this contract through 2022 will get them some result. They probably have a roadmap for, you know, a return on investment. Yeah. You know, 10, $10 million, basically nine point. Yeah. Or somebody's tricking DARPA, you know, which is always a possibility, oh, yeah. you know, with these government contracts, you pretty much say whatever you can to get the contract. Hey, DARPA, then, we uh we figured out how to how to do it. Trust us. Give us trust ten us. million bucks and check in in twenty twenty two. We'll we'll spread the time. We'll we'll make even more extravagant claims and we'll stretch it out to like twenty ninety. You know, twenty ninety. You can um, I don't know, evolve into an all powerful brain that controls a whole planet. We figured it out. Give us money. Wee! Look it up. Canary Cry Consulting. <laughs> Give us $10 million. That's a, that's a, it's a joke, folks. Okay. Uh, let's wrap it up with a Nephilim update. It's a brief one here. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. This is Nat Law Review, the National Law Review. Q3 Covware Report, unsettling update on ransomware. We've talked about this before. 
There's a little addition. Unsettling update on uh, ransomware. Yeah, and it says here, we spend a lot of time reporting on ransomware because we are seeing more incidents than ever before in our readers' comment that keeping uh, in our readers comment that keeping them up to date on ransomware tactics is helpful. The ransomware gangs, strains and vectors are constantly changing. So it is very challenging for companies to keep up with their latest tactics. And Mm -hmm. uh, the report confirms what we're seeing in the field and confirms how the landscape is changing. The big news is that maze group. uh, I think it was, that's like the, you know, the, the hacker group that's putting out all these ransomwares. Um, has allegedly dispersed with some members joining others. Maze wreaked havoc last year when it started exfiltrating data from victims before it dropped the ransomware and then threatened to publish the data if the company didn't pay. Uh, The report is a must-read, but here are some highlights, depressing as they are. And it goes through a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, of course, I just wanted to mention Wasted, Nephilim, and Avedon. Made it into the top 10 list of market share of ransomware variants. So there you go. The coming to the top of the list here, wasted Nephilim, obviously Nephilim and Avadon, A V V A D O N, which uh, of course is a, a, a linguistic reference to Abaddon or Apollyon revelation nine 11, mm-hmm. where it talks about the King over them is uh, the angel from the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon. Uh, so, you know, it makes me just uncomfortable that a lot of these ransomware types are, you know, taking the names of these biblical fallen entities and they're like, yeah, Love let's it. just go for it. It's Abaddon, yeah, it it's Nephilim, it's, it's all this. And uh, we're going to destroy you via hacks, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so Hacks, H-A-X. Yeah, yeah, hacks. So there you go. That's a brief. I I know we've touched on the ransomware thing before, but you know, just keeping an eye on this thing. Top list of market share of ransomware variants. Nephilim made the list. So uh, yeah. What what if Nephilim? What if the return of the Nephilim is just this crazy like ancient Mm. software? Oh, that would be that would fit in with some of the uh, prevailing theories about Nephilim. That's true. Yep, the, the, yeah. the disembodied spirits, you know, coming to life in the virtual realm. Booyah. All that stuff. Yep. Ransom, give us all your Bitcoin. <laughs> all right. Well, very good. I like it. Good job, Gons. Are we good? We're we good. Done? Yes. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Here's the thing: we'll be back. On Monday, which, uh, what is that? That's going to be the 16th. Oh, man. November 16th. I know. We're just flying by this month here. Uh, So make sure to put it on your calendar, put it on the schedule, turn on notifications. If you haven't done it yet, hit that like button. Very important uh, to help the oopsies algorithms on YouTube and other places to share the show. I'm looking at the. Face like the sun YouTube right now, 118 likes. Let's let's see if we can boost that up a little bit. Thank you very much. Smash that like button, as the kids say. Um, and yeah, put, make sure to uh, put on notifications. Follow us on multiple platforms. If you're not yet, go to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. It's a great place to uh, catch the show, get the notifications. And remember us for Monday the 16th. Become a producer. If you've been sitting there and you're jealous, you got to be jealous of all these producers coming in, 
taking control of their own media future, not allowing the advertising industry to put the value on uh, shows that they um, think are valuable to their life. So if you found this episode or any other episode of Canary Cry News Talk valuable, not just to your you know, understanding of conspiracy theories or fringy things, but if you can feel the neurochemical balance in your brain shifting, if you're uh, trying to get unaddicted to the fear uh, th- that uh, a lot of fringy stuff try to instill, and if you appreciate us not taking ourselves too seriously, but taking uh, the important things seriously, then let us know by becoming a producer of the show. You can do that at patreon.com slash ccnt, or you can head over to Canary Cry News, nope, Canary Cry Radio. Dot com slash support canary cry radio dot com slash support that's right canary cry radio dot com slash support is a great way to become a producer you can come in with a monthly producership or if commitment is not your thing go ahead and become a one-time producer and any amount. Uh, it'd be fantastic. There's also cryptocurrency and all sorts of other fun ways to support the show over there. And uh, really, I mean, it's taking the power out of the hands of the global media conglomerates and putting it into the hands of people who uh, respect your your choices as an individual human being uh, to put value on the things in your life. It's a great rebellion against the global uh, theology of advertising and the economics thereof, respecting your privacy, respecting your autonomy as a human being. Um, and we, I highly recommend it. And it's not only rewarding for us because, you know, we get producers and we can keep doing the show, but it's rewarding for you as well. You know, on one hand, uh, you know, you can put in what you get out of it, but I, I also find that you get out what you put into it. It's a very special relationship uh, between uh, a human listener and, uh, you know, a media, a content producer that they trust. It's really not something you see every day. So go ahead, please consider becoming a producer for next show, Monday the 16th, sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now, it's not just your treasure, but also your time and your talent. Remember, if you're a musician or a an editor of some kind, maybe you're an artist, a graphic artist, a, a, a you know, more traditional artist, consider uh, creating some sort of uh, product, some sort of piece of art or jingle or song. Uh, That's another great to become great way to become a producer of the show. We cannot do it without our wonderful artists. And thank you to all of the producers today, as well as the artists, <clears throat> for contributing to Canary Cry News Talk, episode 250. Six is 265. Apologies. Um, so thank you very much. And lastly, remember to leave ratings and reviews. I think there's still something funky going on, Gons. Not a single rating or review coming in yeah, since uh, October 24th. So I don't, I don't uh, know. Somebody, geez. somebody, look into that. See if you just do it as a test. I mean, my goodness, I don't even know if there's ratings and reviews coming in. Very odd to go so long without ratings and reviews. So if they do come in, I'll read them next Friday. It's a fun time. 
But more importantly, remember to share the show, post it on your social media, send it to a friend, send them this episode or any other episode of the show. Uh, you know, you got friends, you got family that's starting to wake up and realize that the world is not what it seems. We would love to be a part of that journey. Um, plus, you know, always good getting more Canarians in the family here. Remember to go to canarycry.community, join up. We've got the Canary Cry Gamers Guild, we've got the Canary Cry Foodies, uh, but it's also a not just a great place to discuss conspiracies and current events and things like that, but just a great place to connect with other human beings, just like yourself. Uh, you know, you can go in there, say hi, make friends. Uh, even if you're just having something going on in your life that you don't have anybody to talk to about, go in there. There's plenty of Canarians who want to uh, uh, talk with you, exchange, hear your story, give you advice, take your advice. Who knows? I don't know what you're into, uh, but check it out at canarycry.community and also head over to Canary Cry Merch Perch. Get your uh, your your Canary Swole Radio tank top. Do it and send <laughs> a picture of it to us. It's a great shirt, um, as well as all the other wonderful merchandise. Thank you to producer Dust for doing that. And here's the thing, folks. That's not all. You, like I said, you got friends and family. They're starting to wake up. <clears throat> and if you need any other info in how to share it, uh, here's what you do. You walk right up to him, you grab him by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right. Just ask Noah, folks. Okay, remember to be back here Monday, November 16th. Check it out sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Check the... <laughs> check the... The... the the time zone very important all right gons any last words um andrea in the chat asking if i'm making age of deceit two, uh, four and uh-huh. yes i'm in the early stages of gathering information Woo! i announced that a few weeks ago but i know i have to repeat myself over and over again you must folks. yeah you must there's all sorts uh, of new people you can't catch in. everything yep yep so yeah age of deceit four will bother a lot of evangelicals others <laughs> well that's what we heart. like to do around here i know we like to bother all sorts of people yeah. um okay folks there you go remember follow me on twitter do it basil underscore rosewater basil rosewater follow me it's a great time um as well remember instagram is gonna pop off one of these days <laughs> just search canary cry radio on instagram follow us there because we got a bunch of great stuff we'll be posting and that's about it folks remember thanks for tuning into this episode of canary cry news talk make sure to tune in next time but until then think outside the cage I wanna shake things up, shake things up. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. <laughs> Leave the bird alone. I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. Don't ever silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man.
Greek man. You'll never sign it. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Another fun fact. Look at that. Fun fact. Uh, I'm to tell another fun fact. Brings me back to my screamo days. Light up a huge blunt, a joint. Give everybody magic mushrooms. Smoke. The CIA, you know, I mean, lots of intelligence agencies have tested secretly dosing communities. Psychoactive pills should be covertly administered. Put me on some, some, I don't know. Give you a shot in the butt. Fluoride, oxytocin, get a chemical hug. Uh, I did dabble, you know, some of that uh, robot crack. I know what it's like. It's a lethal, lethal recipe for disaster. You need help. If you're a pharmacist, you need to repent. <laughs> All right, weird. <laughs>
will be confined in a people's zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and Yeah. 